Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this, this is Jabber. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jabber. I'm Dominic. Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And we have a very special guest with us today. Jono, do you want to introduce? Yes, we have Miss Arise Wanzer here to the, today for our show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. That was a little intro, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I woke up maybe two hours ago, took a shower, and started doing my hair and makeup to do the show. <laughs> but I'm doing good. How are I you? I get up around the same time, too. <laughs> I like 12 o'clock, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Me too. So a little bit of backstory. Aris and I worked together on a magazine cover about four years ago. Pop magazine. Yeah. And we did that and it was so great. You have such a warm presence and you have such like a an aura with you. Ooh, and yeah. It's, uh, and so like we, we did this shoot and it was with uh, Isis King. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and we did this with the editor of Fought Magazine. His name is Quentin Fierce. And we we banged that out of like a few hours and we did such an amazing high fashion spread. It was like nine looks. And we did yeah. that literally in like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Was wow. it? It was really fast. I remember it was fast. Yeah. He works fast though. Jonna works fast. No, but she also got into hair, makeup, and oh, okay, like all yeah. that. Within, but I think it was yeah, a little yeah. bit longer than that. Maybe it was. It's just you know my age and my memory. <laughs> they feel like catching <laughs> up with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good shoot though. It was a good memory. Yeah, I still have the magazine. It's over there. I have a stack of magazines. I'm either in or on the cover. On. Love it. So for our listeners, do you mind giving us a little backstory? Okay, well, I am um, your favorite Black transgender supermodel because I know you've got your options and I'm glad you came to me. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) And I'm talking to that. I'm talking to the audience. I'm your favorite. Okay, (laughs) just so y'all know. (laughs) I'm not giving you any options listening to this. No, um, yeah, um, I've been modeling since I was about 17. I'm 34. I'm a proud 34. And... uh, that is my, not my only job, because now I do hosting, I do acting. I thought um, you were younger than me. No, I'm not younger than, like, anybody. <laughs> not in this town. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so I've been, yeah, I've been a model half my life. And so, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Uh, and I like what I do. And I live in Los Angeles. I lived, oh, I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia. I left when I was 18. I have a very loving and supportive family. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm really lucky. I'm so lucky. I'm so happy. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, They drive me nuts, but it's because we're all like the same person. So, you know, you have like a four day limit with your family before you start like ripping each other's hair out. Anyway, um, not that we fight like cats, but it gets a little like, it's sharp. It's sharp. Like it's very pointed. Yeah, everybody has their opinions. Yes, exactly. And everyone's a fucking comedian, <laughs> which I'm not here for. I like being the funny one and they love to steal someone's shine. Anyway, um, what's his face? So I left um, Woodbridge, Virginia and moved to Miami uh, when I was 18 and I lived there for five years. And then that's my dog and I'm taking her toy right now. <laughs> I'm like, we're not doing that. 
mommy's on the phone. Anyway, um, I hate that when people have pets and they're like taking over their life on a podcast and it's happening <laughs> right now. I'm like, oh my God, all of my judgments are circling back. Anyway. My cat's um, dying outside the door right now. <laughs> right, just like reaching yeah. under. Like, what yeah. are you fucking doing without me? Yeah. Um, no, um, so I lived in Miami for about five years. I modeled there. I went to a fashion merchandising school at the Art Institute, um, got my degree and... Then I moved to New York City for three years and I was at Ford Models there and it was great um, and it was hard and it was scary and I was so thin. I think I was 122 pounds like at most times. Yeah, when I am a lot heavier than that now because I'm allowed to eat. <laughs> but so yeah, I've been through some shit and then, uh, but, but. I was paid like a motherfucker, so I won't take it back for the world. Anyway, sorry, I'm not promoting eating disorders. <laughs> I'm saying it was worth it for me. Anyway, <laughs> but um, then I, anyways, I moved to LA and I've lived here for, it'll be seven years on the 22nd. Which city did you, do you like better? Honey, New York? LA, LA is number one because it's, the thing is not, every city is for every, a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if your life is, if you're living for the party, you don't care about your career. And this is a generalization, but bitch, I'm coming for you. That's Miami. <laughs> Live for the party. You don't really have a lot of goals and you're just happy to be here. And that sounds great, but that's not for me. I'm a little type A for that. My mom's a Capricorn. Can't do that. Yeah. And so um, New York work. No, but New York, um, it's for workaholics, like basically masochists who are like, I work an 80 hour work week. And so I'm, I'm the shit. I'm like, you're in hell. You're in hell. I love that in LA, I can't reach my agent on the weekends. He's in Palm Springs. He's like, girl, do you need something? I'm like, oh, I can take a break. No, it's wonderful because I, when I was in New York, I remember, I'll never forget, I went to upstate New York. My friend was dating this guy with a bed and breakfast, so <laughs> perks by the pound. And so I went up there and we were going to play croquet and just be gay, honey. And so we were doing that. Um, and it was one day. I was there for one day. I get a call from my agent at three in the morning and he was like, Mario Sorrenti wants you. And it's a major photographer. You know who it is. I know yeah. you know you're a photographer. No, but he's like, Mario Sorrenti wants you in his studio tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. You have to be there. You will be dressed, brushed, primped. And it's just a meeting to see if he wants to shoot you. And I was like, I'm in upstate New York. I'm on vacation. I told you I was leaving. And he was like, no, you better get your ass on that train. Otherwise, we can just drop you. He's like, we don't need you here. I was like, I was I was on vacation for one day. <laughs> so I think I spent one vacation day in New York and the rest I was, I was afraid to leave town because they're going to call you and they're going to need you and they're going to drop you. And I'm a black trans woman. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of needing to be there. I'm like that, like, uh, it was, it's scary. Like I was always on edge about getting dropped, you know, or just getting replaced by someone else. Cause there's always someone younger, hotter, thinner than you. And um, those were the rules then, but the rules are fast changing and I'm happy about that. But I remember when I moved to LA, it was like a sudden break. I could take beach days. I could, you know, we can postpone auditions and castings. Like, can I give it to them tomorrow? Can I, do they need it by Friday? Because I'm kind of doing something. And I kind of really love that (laughs) because I can go at my own pace. And um, yeah, I'm not stressed out. And that's why I look so young. I get to sleep till 12 every day. Yeah. I swear, I thought you were younger than me. Nope, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm only a year younger. 
for the for the listeners that want to know. Yes. <laughs> Do you mind sharing some of your accomplishments during your career? Oh my goodness. Uh Jesus. <laughs> um I have so many. I have been featured in Vogue three times. One Vogue Italia, Vogue US, oh Vogue US twice. Oops. Um, and Vogue Germany was my biggest one because it is just like a spread interview, like Ari there, that bitch. I was like, yes, the Germans <laughs> love me. That's and awesome. so um thank you. And then uh oh, I was in a show called Strut. Uh that's when probably people know me from. Um in the US is what I mean. Um and that ran for one season and that is where I met my then boyfriend Laith Ashley who is a trans man supermodel mm-hmm. um, all the money and I know that because we're still friends but um I was gonna know. ask you about that but okay you cleared it up oh yeah clear it up. yeah no we are broken up but we still fuck <laughs> <laughs> Like most exes in the community, okay? If you're not dating someone else, you better hook up with your ex because they're available and they know your body. It's a familiar dick. (laughs) It really is. It really is. No, but um, yeah, I'm not even, I used to keep it a secret, but I don't care. No one one cares. I was like, no one cares. Everyone's everyone's a porn star now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you want to collab? I'm like, what did you say? (laughs) Didn't he just ask me to fuck? No, so... (laughs) <laughs> my royalty that is what's happening no and uh, and i'm here for it i'm here for it i'm for sex worker work but um anyways so i was on a show it was produced by whoopi goldberg it was on oxygen network it ran for a season and we were highly rated highly favored but mm-hmm. i fully blamed trump winning that year because it was 2016 our show aired in september and whether we were going to find out whether we got a season two was november and he won in November. And that's when the country took a steep decline as we all saw the past four years. And so they did not renew our contracts and um, we moved on to bigger, brighter things. Oh, and I've hosted the past two, not this year because it was online. So they chose like real celebrities like Alexandra Billings. Mm -hmm. But I host host the main stage at uh, LA Pride, our Pride Festival. My first year it was completely sold out to where people were like begging to get in and it was really scary. It was like riots outside because they were like mad they couldn't get in. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah. I remember that. It was intense. I know because they were like, they're riding outside. I was like, are they going to kill us? And they were like, oh no, it's to get in. I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they were like anti-gay riots. I was like, oh shit, are they going to shoot me on this stage? <laughs> no, like when I was out outside in the front, Cause I was like, oh, I can just go in. Like, you know, like I'm just gonna like sit. I probably know somebody there and they'll probably just like let me in or I'll just buy a ticket right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I was like, what's that line for? Is that for the restroom? What is that? And then they're like, no, that's to get in. And I was like, oh, I ain't going in there. <laughs> uh-huh. It was it was intense. I couldn't get my backup dancers in. I had to send my manager and the guy who ran all of Pride to go get my backup dancers. I was like, I'm not going on for my little because I had a little dance number. Yeah. And I was like, I'm on that dance number and dancing by my fucking self. I'm a model. I'm not supposed to be. I need yeah. support. Okay. Yeah. I can't be up there lanky as shit dancing. I need hot guys. What the <laughs> fuck? And so um they got my dancers in, luckily. But um, yeah, so I've hosted two prides, um, which I love doing. I love hosting. It's my favorite thing, I think. And uh geez. Um, I didn't think I had to talk about this many accomplishments. Oh, you know what? I've been the face of Lucky Brand Jeans. I've been the face of 
Marco Marco. Um, I'm a current Marco Marco girl. I'm like on their roster permanently. So if they need me to come try on panties, I go do it. And um, what about um, Shark Tank? Shark Tank? Fish Tank. The fish Tank, sorry. Yes, yeah. oh my God, I forgot about it because it's not on Amazon anymore. Like it's up, but it's you not? can't watch it. Yeah, the director took it down because now he's a devout Jehovah's Witness. Um, but yeah, it was a show that I produced and starred in with Isis King. And uh, it was really good. It was well-received. Everybody wrote about it. Like World of Wonder wrote about it. Uh, the Gay Times wrote it about it. It was hilarious. Thank you. It was really What fun. was it? Uh, was it a show? Yeah, it was a show about Isis King and I's real life dating stories, dating like, we said dating in LA, but some of our stories were like, together from like when I was in Miami or when I was in New York and we just put those characters into like one guy or two guys. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it'd show you like this, this, the mind feel that it is like dating as a trans woman. Like, and uh, oh, wow. it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. We hit a lot of stuff. Uh, where was that? We filmed it here. No, I mean, where was it uh, ended up? Oh, it was on Amazon. Oh, it was on Amazon. Yeah, you could watch it on Prime if you had Prime. I, I do, yeah. Yeah, but it's not up anymore. They took it down, right? Yeah, because of religious nut jobs. But yeah. what, uh, I was upset at first, but it's been, you know, I don't know, nine months since it's been down. And so I was upset at first because it was like such a cute body of work and it was a lot of stuff that went into it. But, um, you know, on to bigger and better things. Live and let go. Like, let it go. It's okay. More things are coming. I'll be all right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I've also been the face of opening ceremony. I was in their campaign in 2008, and then I walked their fashion show two years ago for New York Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. The she's had she's had quite a trip. Yeah. yeah, it's been a moment. Oh my god, I've been the face of Lululemon. I totally fucking forgot. Oh I was wow, the first trans woman to ever be in a Lululemon campaign. So I was in their stores and stuff, and I was on video. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay. I'm like, I have accolades. I just keep- You have a resume. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's going on. I don't remember mm-hmm. where. <laughs> so what are some of your biggest struggles that you're facing as a trans person? Well, being this beautiful is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's actually the best part. No, um, <laughs> being this humble is equally hard. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For everyone listening, I'm joking. Um, you know, the struggles are the balance, I'd say, of being tokenized, like being um, kind of like the freak show for someone's campaign. Like, oh, am I just the diversity hire or do they actually like what I brought to the right, table? Right, right. Because my body of work is 17 years deep, like 17 years a model. And I'm still like, oh, we need a tranny. I know we're not supposed to say that anymore, but. I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Yeah. And also, don't try to transplain to me what I can say to myself, you little kids. Anyway, I opened the door for you. So you're welcome. Now, anyway, so I know I'm on my soapbox right now. You know, but um, I think that's the hard part is being tokenized and being um, just like a gimmick. Like, I'm like, wow, are we still here? We're still here? Okay, whatever. Um, Because I'll be your gimmick because the checks will clear, but it is frustrating. Yeah. So I think that's maybe the hardest part. Mm -hmm. How you mentioned, you know, like Trump came into office and things like, you know, started to change. You know, now, you know, it's already been four years. His time is up and we have somebody else coming in. 
are you excited that, you know, we're going to be going back into the direction of change? You know, I was, I was Kamala Harris for Halloween. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, with Marco Marco, um, in a very small group, just so everyone knows, before you try to cancel me, <laughs> you want to, like, I'm a trans black woman. Try to cancel me, bitch. Try. <laughs> Try, I can barely vote in this country. Try to cancel me. Anyway, I'm like, they try to take my rights every five minutes. So I will say, I'm glad that Donald Trump happened for the simple reason that everything's completely uncovered. No one has their Klan hoods on anymore. They won't even wear masks. They're proudly going and storming the Capitol um, and saying, I'm a racist. That's what you're saying, because no one came for your rights. No one's tried to take away any of their rights. They kept saying Obama was going to come for their guns. He never did. And so you've got this invisible ghost you're fighting uh, when really it's just all you really stand for is racism. You want to keep queer people down. You want to keep mm -hmm. brown people down, um, anyone other. And so it's, it just makes them feel better about themselves when they really need to worry about their dental work. Did you see the people? <laughs> That's all I can tell because no one seen a fucking dentist. It was disgusting. And I don't care if I sound classist at all right now. My sister's a dentist and you are shitting on her whole practice. This is disgusting. When you look in these people's mouths, I want you to look in these protesters' mouths and think about the upper class that they care about because it's not their teeth. <laughs> it, was, it was next level. I'm very big on dental hygiene. I was just like yelling nasty. And I don't know. You don't care about yourselves. That's not what it looks like. Like if it was an LA riot and everybody looked like an LA person, like I love telling people I'm an LA seven. It's my favorite thing because a 10 here is like a Kardashian. I'm like, I need like 16 more procedures to be a 10. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, what I think about is what they're actually, like back to the subject, it's what they're actually protecting. And so I'm glad that Trump happened for the simple fact that he was so crazy and far right and gave them everything they asked for with the hatred, with the wall, with the excluding people constantly, that we went that far left as a rebuttal. Like, bitch, we got the House, like we got the Senate, we got the presidency and we got a black woman in office. Y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked up. You royally fucked up for these things to even be possible because they were impossible just five years ago. Sometimes 20. things have to be horrible before they can even go right. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what you're saying. And that's what, that's what's happened. That's what happened. And so I believe in the age of Aquarius. I'm very Zodiac. And so we've been in the dodging of the age of Aquarius for about what, 40 years. And now we're finally here. And that is the time of the enlightenment, the awakening and the veil is off. We see what the cops are about. We see what the government's about. And we see that we are the people and we have the right to do what we want to do. And we can control the narrative if we really go out there in strong numbers. And so people are afraid of these slack jawed yokels and no, we're the majority. We won by like 7 million votes. Yeah. Are you joking? That's a lot mm -hmm. of fucking people who don't think like these people. Yeah. White people aren't bad. These people live in bumfuck nowhere towns where they've never seen a brown person. They don't yeah. see queer people because their queer people aren't allowed to live freely as themselves. People think that queer people don't exist in these small towns. No, they just can't tell you. Trans people didn't become trans overnight. I, I, like the minute I left Woodbridge, Virginia, I swear to God, I hit the tarmac in Miami and I was like, I'm a woman and I'm buying tits. I'm not playing your game. <laughs> That's how it went. It's literally how it went down. I like came out almost immediately. I was like, there's nothing you can do. You can't ground me. I live a million miles away. You can't disagree with me. I'm going to be wearing dresses and shit. 
and I'm growing my hair out. And so I just think when you're in a place where you can be yourself, um, and we all live in our bubble, like we live in our bubble that is LA, that is New York, that is Miami, that is Chicago, where you see different types of people every day. These people do not have that. Yeah, They do not have that. If you land in an airport in the middle of the USA, you will see these people. Mm-hmm. And it is wild. I was, I think I landed in, it was somewhere in Ohio. It was a, it was a layover because I was being cheap and I'll never do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I think I landed in like, it was like Dayton, Ohio or something. And I was, dark, I was the darkest person in the airport. And I want you all to look at my skin real hard. <laughs> I was like, it is white in here. And it was cargo <laughs> shorts, cargo shorts as far as the eye could see. And they're all looking at me like I'm a fucking alien. I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I went to go with to go see a friend and his family in Reno. And same thing on the plane. I was like, where am I? I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't feel I don't feel safe. <laughs> I feel represented. <laughs> yeah. And my friend, he's he's dark too. And so he, he goes, he goes, I don't fit in with my town. I'm like, oh, I definitely ain't gonna fit in your town either. And me, me, he goes like, Oh, you could drive my car. And he had like a sports car back then. And of course I had like I had I had the hood down blasting my Middle Eastern music. And I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm getting looks. I better not, I better not. I was like, bitch. <laughs> they were like, it's Al-Qaeda and he's got a Mercedes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how they think. Look what they did the other day. Like, huh. that's how they think. They think we're all crazy. And then they're crazy. bitching about being considered terrorists now. Like, they're on the no-fly list because, you know, they're marked uh, as terrorists. And what's great is that they're convicted as felons. They also won't be able to own guns. <laughs> yeah. You shot yourself in the foot. Like, yeah. did they they cut off their nose despite their face? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what was that for? What was all this for? And I'm sorry, after Trump won, we all cried and boohooed or whatever. Never stormed the Capitol. We waited four years for our turn. Wait your fucking turn, you fucking hicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it's yeah. it's true because like, look at how like like the one I saw that TikTok. Elizabeth from Tennessee, she she goes like, I can't believe they maced me and they kicked me out. And I'm yes, saying, I saw that. And I'm like, you're surprised and you're still living considering what happened to somebody else a, like yeah. a few months ago. Like you're gonna go there with that. And it's like, how do how do you get this pass when people died for just walking down the street? I mean, they were shooting white people in the face with rubber bullets. They blinded a reporter. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Like, you walked yeah. away from this. Girl, go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> go to jail. Go do your time, bitch. Go to the dentist. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to the dentist. Um, go get your hair done. Everyone go get a stylist. They all looked awful. These were the dregs of society storming the Capitol. I've never seen worse looking people. I was like, you're the supreme race? <laughs> <laughs> not in my house. <laughs> not. I'm get you a facial. Anyway, so I know I'm very looks oriented, but that's my job, guys. It's my job. So excuse me if I sound shallow. It's because I am. <laughs> it's not shallow. It's just you know, 
you understanding what looks good and you know not looking I get called ugly twice a week at castings. Okay. They're just like, mm, you know, what we're looking for. I'm like, guess what they just said? Not it. Anyway. So I'm just saying, just learn to take, learn to take it, you know, go get some more work done. It's fine. We're all doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, changing industry, you know, with this changing industry, finally giving the trans community the ability to have a positive light, you know, on television today, you see that in pose. You see that on, mm -hmm. you know, like RuPaul's Drag Race. How do you feel mm -hmm. about that? Uh, we still have a long way to go because Pose, I think it's a really great history lesson, but it's not giving the full story just yet. Like, you know what gave the full fucking story? What? Is uh, Veneno. It's on- I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Watch Christina La Veneno. It is the truest, realest, rawest, like the most raw trans story um, I've ever seen, I've ever seen. Like I thought, I never thought I'd see something like this on TV. I felt seen. I'm like, this is most of us. Like this is a real ass perspective of how this went down. Cause it's her, like her real life that they're like, she had written down by a friend of hers. And so it's, um, yeah, watch Veneno. That's, that's what I want to say about that. Like that's, I want more shows like Veneno. Um, because I want it to be real, I want it to be raw, and I want it to be honest, because that is how you're going to see us as real people. Because Pose, I think it's good, and it's doing a good job, it's a great history lesson, but let's look at the girls now. Yeah, let's I feel like Bianca's character that she's portraying as like, you know, they're not, there, there, there is prostitutes that are, you know, like labeled and they're used for sex work and whatnot, but she's actually like this mothering character who actually is, yeah like a positive reinforcement to people in the show. That's what I, I saw that as a positive reinforcement. Oh no, absolutely. And Christina Lavaneno is all about sex work. <laughs> Just so you know, it's not, it's not taking away from that at all. Um, trans people are typically sex workers and that is a generalization, but it's also true because um, they didn't have shows like this for us. They didn't see us as actors. They didn't see us as models. They didn't see us as singers. They didn't see us as anything but sex workers because we were pushed to the outskirts of society for a long time. Um, I've had, I don't know, three, four sugar daddies. Yeah, so that's sex work, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you're paying me to be your girlfriend, guess what? Ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't seeing anyone else. Anyway, I'm like, um, but yeah, paid them bills, bitch. But um, I will say, Pose is good, but I want, Veneno. What made that one more real for you versus Pose? Pose is a Ryan Murphy production. And so mm -hmm. it is aggrandized. Like it's like, it's very beautiful. Whereas Veneno mm -hmm. is raw. Like the ugly parts are ugly and the pretty parts are pretty. Whereas Pose is pretty the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so like the apartment that they tried to make shitty by just like cracking out the little mirrors and windows on the inside, I'm like, that's still the biggest apartment I've ever seen in New York. Are you joking? Are we joking? You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. so there's that. Um, the clothes are always on point. Like they never look like shit, even when they're supposed to look like shit. I'm like, mm, mm. like I look like a man when I was taking out the trash this morning. I know that Mitch can look rougher than me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so that's just, you know, when you keep it real with yourself, you're like, bitch, I was rough as hell before I got on this call. I know. <laughs> it's just not the nitty gritty. It's not the reality of the situation. And so it's very for TV. Like, Veneno is for, you know, specialty. Like, stars, HBO. Like, mm-hmm. and so I want you to see the raw shit. When you watch Veneno, you're going to see what I'm talking about. You're going to be like, yeah. I sound like an ambassador for Veneno, like I was in it. <laughs> I'm not. But bitch, I'm telling you, that's the story, bitch. That's the writing I want to see. That's the acting I want to see. That is the storytelling I want to see. I want it to be accurate. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. on that. Yeah. So what do you think of having the first ever to be casted on as the first trans male on RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I know Got Mick. His yeah. name is um for everyone who doesn't know that but um we're probably never gonna call him kate again because once you're a drag race girl that's your name yeah i've known alaska i want to say for six years and i do not know alaska's real name i think i've heard it twice and i'm not using it (laughs) so i'm not gonna call her that yeah and so um yeah so it's got mick for the rest of his life um her when she's in drag but um it's great representation. I see what RuPaul's going for. And I think it's a great step in the right direction to get more of the community in there because, yeah. you know, you have to move with the times. And now the country's mm-hmm. completely blue um, yeah. with some hillbillies in the back, <laughs> <laughs> in the back, the back cart. Um, but we've gone completely blue and it's just going to get queerer, browner, and more diverse. And so... Mm-hmm the show is going to have to reflect that to keep its viewership up. So they always change the rules in the game, which keeps us watching and talking about it, which is super fun. Um, You're going to have to keep changing up the characters because we already know who to look for. Like Candy Muse, like if you thought Vanessa Vangie was loud and funny, like here's your Candy Muse. It's like, we're getting these, the type of girls we're seeing. I'm like, oh, she's just like Jan. Oh, she's just like her. She's just like her. You're going to have to add some trans homies in there <laughs> that's what we're gonna have to do no, but that, I really- think that's great because not only is it like a huge platform it's 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 worldwide and it is worldwide and you're able to actually see somebody on a platform that's actually because it was it was kind of like you know nobody talked about it or anything there wasn't a really open trans girl they came out later on you know like they oh, they, yeah. they transitioned that's- later on but like actually having them on the show and giving them this platform like yes you're here you're part of the family you know type of thing i feel like i i'm i'm happier with it that there's actually somebody that was trans in the beginning that's actually is now on the show yes absolutely and this is a great way to get into that with a trans man because it's Mm -hmm. the least inside of trans people on tv so i think that's another groundbreaking moment um, and I will say um, they have been really shady about trans women on the show because I actually didn't get cast on this show season one. I got past two rounds, um, but I made it to, I'm on season one in the colorful Queens who didn't quite make it. I'm lucky if you've seen the video, you can oh, watch really? season one, and one. Yeah. And they showed my audition tape and um, they, the call I got, I remember it was goddamn like 13 years ago. And uh, it was so long. So they just like, I just got a flashback. Um, they said, so they said, you're a woman when you get out of drag. I was like, yeah, I'm a trans woman. Like, this is how I live my life. But um, I was a drag queen for three and a half years in Miami because that's what a lot of trans people do because I needed to work. So I was a drag queen, but um, which a lot of trans girls are, a lot of trans girls still are. Yeah. And um, 
what's his face? But they said, so you're a woman outside of drag. I said, yeah, they're like, well, we're looking more like real transformations. We're not really doing the trans thing right now, but um, we loved your tape, blah, blah, blah. Keep submitting. Like, hmm. So I think I was good enough to go down, but they still put me on TV. So I don't care. No hard feelings. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So do you think that this visibility is enough right now? Uh, No. (laughs) So what could we do better? Okay. So every trans thing on television, you can name on two hands. Okay. There's like 500 fucking channels. Yeah. It should be a trans thing on every single channel. Just as how many fucking Sarah Jessica Parker movies have we seen where she played the same bitch? <laughs> and they're going to do another one too, right? Without yeah, no, Snapchat. now we're getting a whole reboot of the yeah. same yeah. story. We've seen her conquer over and over. Not that I don't love Sex in the City. Not that I didn't love mm-hmm. um, Failure to Launch sucked. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, I was going to say, wait. <laughs> no, I didn't love it. <laughs> but I mean, like the Family Stone was good, but it's she's just playing herself over and over. Yeah. This story of this girl struggling with love over and over when it's some white cis hetero girl. And so where is any trans version of that? Where is more representation? Um, we're still having so but many- But do you think it's it's fear that people like- Absolutely. Because me, I'm white. I come from more of a conservative, not Republican, but you know, more conservative um, family. I never met a trans person uh, growing up. And so if I saw one growing up on TV, I mean, I'm sure that would have been better for me to see that and, you know, make it more normal. But yeah. we didn't see that. And now I feel like it's, it's got to have that scary phase where people like myself are like freaked out a little bit maybe. And then it can become more normal eventually. So we have to get it to that. Yeah, we absolutely have to get into that because what's crazy you saying that is that I only grew up with a scary face because I grew up a trans person. Like I've never not been a trans person. I just couldn't tell anybody. As soon as I found out what it was, I knew what I was. And so where I found out where it was, was where I learned to fear myself. And that was Maury Povich and Jerry Springer on TV. And I saw that it was something to be ridiculed, laughed at, and it was wrong. Like it's a man. These are, oh my God, it's an imposter. Oh, they're trying to fool us. And I thought, I'm going to have a really, really shitty life. And I knew that when I was, I don't know, six, like I just saw it on TV and I was like, this is going to really suck for me. I had never met a trans person before. And I come from this conservative background. And so when I first met a trans person, I think it wasn't the fact that they were trans. It was the fact that I was afraid that I would say the wrong thing and offend them. And so I remember one time uh, at a bar in New York, um, I, he, I called him she, but not because I, not because he looked like a woman or because he was a woman. It was just because it, you know, it happens with anyone. So I said, oh yeah, she or something. And he got really upset. And I said, if you were born a man, and I said, I would have said the same thing. It's not about that. It's just came out like that. I was, um, and so from then on, I felt like I had to walk on eggshells around trans people because I didn't want to upset them. You know, I would say, I would honestly, um, I think visibility is so important on every account because, um, 
just because of gay visibility, like I'm very immersed in gay land. Like mm-hmm. all my friends are like gay men pretty much, yeah. uh, except for the spots of trans women. But I don't, I don't talk to any straight people. Like, and if you're straight, please sound off in the comments and I'm friends with you because I don't know you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, when I think of he, she and all that stuff, like she's usually like, when we're either being shady to each other or if I'm just not having her with her right now. And it is a male. <laughs> it's absolutely a male. I'm like, look, she's having a moment. So right, right, right. You know what I mean? So I don't think of pronouns as so finite. Like that's who I am. Cause I don't care who you think I am. I have I a who. friend who he's a drag queen and he opens up the show and he says something like, some call me he, some call me she, some call me it, but they, some people call me shit or something like that. And yeah. uh, like, he has this whole like thing that he does, but I don't know. It's, it's tricky with some of those, you know, pronouns. Cause I don't know. My so, thing is, yeah. I think with pronouns, it's only like an affront to um, someone's sex when they could end up hurt because of it. Like, let's say you're in the mall and you're like, that's a he, <laughs> like that, that right, could get that person right. killed. Like they could get followed to their car they could get killed. Like I could get killed versus because yeah. someone could just not agree with the way I live my life versus if you're in a closed setting and someone just misgendered, it's not, I don't know why you would take that too. Um, and if you know what, I do know why, like, it's because if you do take that very personally and I hate to blame the person, um, you probably have some stuff of your own to work out. Like there's probably some dysphoria you're still working through. Um, and we all have it. Like, it's not like I'm immune to dysphoria. Like I just said, like, I look like a man this morning taking out the trash. And if my neighbor saw me, I'd be like, oh God, I'm such a dish in the afternoon. Can you guys wait? <laughs> like, Can you guys wait like to look at me until then? But, um, and so that's my own issue though. I'm not mad about how they perceive me when I put that out there. And so not that they're putting that out there. I'm saying everyone's going to see you a different way. So however you see me, I'd hope it's with respect. And so it again, it's just like the context. Like when I say, right. um, okay, so I'm black. We use the N word constantly. Like it's it's a word in my house, like the word the. Like um, I remember when I asked for a Louis Vuitton book bag and my mom said, nigga, you better get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Those are her first words. It wasn't no, it wasn't yes. It was nigga, you better get a job. And I got a job and I got that Louis Vuitton book bag. But um, just so everyone knows I had a happy ending. Anyway, <laughs> but... But um, but the point of the matter is, like, it's context versus someone, like, yelling at me at a gas station. I don't know. Right, right. Like, right. it's like, what? And so, again. But that was my first interaction. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know uh, so I felt like I found myself avoiding the trans community and, like, supporting them from far away because mm-hmm. I didn't want that reaction to ever happen again, you know? That's the thing though. That's, that's why visibility is so important. Like if that happened on shows more often, or if it happened on in movies more often, or if they gave us a role other than just like, like there's a role in um, the queen's gambit. There's a trans person in there. You don't know she's trans the whole time. It's the teacher in the beginning. She's like an instructor mm-hmm. and she's like this old woman. It's just an old trans woman and it's, it doesn't have anything to do with her being trans. So you're not going to misgender her. You're not going to even think about it because we walk among you, you know, versus when it's this, uh, when it's always a spectacle, it's always up for um, just talking about our transness. I just think it's so cheapened, you know, like it, the experience, cause I don't ever wake up every, like I don't ever wake up in the morning and think of how trans I am. I really don't. 
And um, that could be passing privilege. It could be because I'm old. I've been doing this a long, long time. You know, I came out in 2005 or 2006. And so like that's trans. So like it's, it's been a long time. And so um, I'm very comfortable in myself and I don't, I don't think I've ever woken up and thought about how trans I was though. Like, I just know that I'm different from other people and I'm just going to try and get through this and hopefully get some work done, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I don't mean on cosmetic stuff. I meant like, I meant like working. <laughs> Cause I, I know I went that direction in the beginning of the show or at the end where I'm getting a little more real, like a little more. <laughs> yeah. I so do. what are, what's, what are more ways that we can just like, because even within the, like the LGBT community is kind of, you know, isolated from mm-hmm. the rest of the world, but within the LGBT uh, QA plus community where there's divide amongst ourselves. So mm-hmm. how can we bring us together besides just the visibility, especially for our trans people being in movies, talking about it? What are ways that we can as a community be more accepting of each other and make each other just one? You know what I mean? You know, like, I know a lot of gay men, a lot of white gay men, they make like these independent, like, uh, like they've got, everyone's got like a web series. Right. Okay. So they need to include trans narratives in those web series because we're not going anywhere. We go to the same clubs as you. We work in those clubs. Um, we live in the same neighborhoods. Uh, we roll. Bruce, in I thought you were going into like, like everybody got a web series, like on OnlyFans. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no. I was like, oh, she's actually no, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm in on YouTube. That's I'm in you. YouTube. But when I watch these web series, there's very like white gay centric and they tell one story and we've already seen that story like a hundred times. There's a whole logo dedicated, like a logo, there's a whole channel dedicated to it. It's called Logo. And so it's time to expand the horizons, invite other people in. Like you don't build but You're not talking about a day player. You're talking about an essential character. Yes, yes. No, right. yeah. It can't yes, just be some exactly. in of like, oh, we have a trans right. story right Correct. now. It's like, mm, no, yes. yeah, no, you need a trans character because... So for the actually, filmmakers that are listening, filmmakers, um, actors, producers, writers, listen mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, because a lot of writers stay away from trans stories because they're like, oh, I don't want to tell a trans story. I'm like, you can consult a trans person. You can even pay them and consult with them uh, to get their perspective and have them read it over. I just got paid for... I have a friend who's a producer and he just gave me his script just to read it over for this trans narrative that they were pushing. And it was perfectly done. I was like, this is really well done. It was good job. It was about a trans kid and they paid me and everything. And I'm going to be credited as a, what did I just say? Consultant. Uh Um, It's perfectly, you can write trans stories. You just have to check, just check with a trans person. Just like if you wrote, yeah, like it's not that hard. Like I would, if I was writing a gay st- a gay story, let's say I'm writing Brokeback Mountain too because they just ran out of writers in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I would hope, <laughs> I would hope they'd give me a budget to where I could like pay a room full of gay guys to tell me exactly what the hell is going on because we all know they weren't having sex with a bussy full of beans up in that mountain. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> all they were eating was beans, and there was no douche. I'm like. Straight to the stream afterwards. Oh I'm just saying, God. where were the gays in that writer's room? Because that is not real. I was like, just spit. Yeah, I was like, did he take a? Did he take an emodium? <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck? 
anyway, so that's what I mean. Like you have to, if you want the story done right, um, I love Brokeback Mountain, but if you want the story done right, the details were not there. No, um, if you want the story done right, <laughs> you have to ask the right people. You cannot be lazy. Otherwise it's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's not going to age well. Cause look at friends, look at all these things that do not age well. Like SNL, all their old skits don't age well. It's because they didn't have any gay people in the room. They just got their first gay, like a couple years ago. And now the stories are lit. Like, all the gay narratives they have in SNL are so on point. Like when I watch it, I'm like, I feel like I wrote this. This is so good. Yeah. The Harry Styles one is my favorite if we're going to have a reference. <laughs> yeah. We need more people, trans people in mainstream shows that like middle America people watch, not just the independent stuff and the web series and stuff, because then people like the people that, you know, the Trump people with the no teeth, they need to see it. Yes. Oh, there's one show doing that right now. It's called Big Sky. My friend who was- Yes, 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 yes. I saw that. That's my friend, Jesse James Keitel. Um, dear friend of mine. I've known Jesse since they were 19. We met in New York years ago, but um, since they were a little baby. But um, now we're good friends and I'm her big sis. But um, yeah, there's still, I think they're filming six episodes right now, like six continuing episodes to keep it going. But um that show is a really great representation of trans people in middle America. And it shows that we walk among you. It shows that we're loved. People miss us. Like we make friends and we're just regular people trying to get our dream off the ground. Like anybody else it's being trans. is not that serious. It's not this huge event. Like I don't cry every night taking my makeup off in a mirror. Like, Oh my God. No, it has never happened. It has never happened. (laughs) It's just never happened. I'm like, I need to go to CVS, <laughs> you know, like I need to go to CVS. <laughs> you know, like there's real life things happening. Like I don't, they try to make this being trans this huge event where we're so different and so other. We are regular ass people. Some trans people I know are some of the most boring people I've ever met in my fucking life. The most interesting about them is them being trans. I'm like, God, this bitch is boring. Yeah. But I'm never going to Well, that's because but not only but- are you <laughs> trans. Hmm? Sorry. Uh, that's because they, they, they let that control themselves you know like that became their reality that became their life you know they felt like they needed to become pigeonholed into these personas and that's what they ultimately became that happens to a lot of people like when they're just like i'm a twink i'm a twink i'm a twink they hit 33 and they're like "Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm like where you going honey (laughs) where you going where are you going That was so mean. I'm about to get attacked. Um, and that's going to be so, worth it. Go on. Not only are you trans, but you're a person of color. Yes. So how did you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? Again, it's another reason I'm really glad that Trump happened because this would have never happened. We have been coming to a slow boil with yeah. police brutality and being mistreated and being othered and tokenized for years. Uh, I'd say about 400 years. Um <laughs> Um, I know, not funny, but it's funny. But if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Um, So yeah, we've been marginalized by society for over 400 years. Um, Even when they pretend that we're free, then there's the 13th Amendment, which means we're definitely not free. Um, 13% of the population in America is black and we make up like 90% of the prison population, which doesn't make sense. Cause I know a lot of white people be shooting up schools and theaters and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not an us issue. Anyway, I'm just saying, I'm like, mm, we're going to talk about terrorists. 
Um, yeah. It's just something we should call out. But um, like how they, they they always demonize trans people in the media. They're just like, they're coming for your children. I hate children. Keep your kids away from them. <laughs> they're sticky and they stink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they don't, oh God, they ask such stupid questions. Anyway, just saying, no. Nah. Um, so they always make us do these demonized things in the media and it's not real. That's not real life. And it's because of lack of representation. So representation for black people on TV has been the criminal, the murderer, the rapist, the, the ghetto person. And that's just not true. These people are trained in Juilliard. Um, they've been to Parsons. They've got all these like different accolades to become an actor. And then they get to play thug number four over and over and over again, where people think that only black people are thugs. And that's just not fucking true. And so we came to our slow boil and Donald Trump was kind of the tipping scale because he said nothing about these murders of several black people by the police. Like he literally said nothing. He said nothing. Like step on the neck, nothing. Shot in the bed, nothing. Like nothing, nothing, nothing. And so that's where it was just kind of the last straw. Like we're not going to take this sitting down. We already have a crazy person in office. We will have order. We don't know how we're going to get it, but we're going to march in these streets and try to. And so... I'm really glad that happened. Um, I went to two protests, not that we're accounting. No, I'm kidding. No, um, but I went to two and it was really uplifting and it was really great to see how many people because it's not just black people there. We can't do this alone. Again, 13% of the population, we need your help. We need everyone's help. And it has to be, yeah. um, and it's an everyone issue because guess what? When no one can speak for you, that happened to the Nazis, when no one speaks for you, you need to speak up for other people that aren't like you because they're gonna come for you next. Like as soon as they get rid of, if they eradicated all the black people, let's say they did what they wanted to do because that's what they want. Um, these crazy right-wingers, um, they wanna get rid of all of us. Yeah. Um, that is why you take people's rights away. That's why you other them. That's why you put yourself on this pedestal so you can just feel above someone else. And so they do the same thing to queer people constantly taking away our rights. The wow. worst president in US history. That is exactly yes. what that means. No one's ever been impeached twice. And so, wow. wait. So, so that means can't run again, right? Nope. So, so oh, it's, wow. it's, since it's official, he lost all privileges, meaning that he will not have Secret Service for the rest of his life. He will not. Which makes me want to masturbate right now. <laughs> wait, is that true? He can't have yes. Secret Service. He he no yeah, longer gets. We don't have to pay for him. Yeah, he no oh, longer gets a million dollar grant for monthly expenses for travel, like using the Air Force One, using like other um type of facilities and getting like that retainer oh, shit. like money so like i was like thank you nancy Pelosi, <laughs> bitch oh and she threw major shade because she wore the exact same outfit and necklace the first time she impeached him isn't sure she did that uh <laughs> love but, her so yeah so we're loving this moment so i'm glad i was the one to deliver that news right now <laughs> you but heard with the black, black lives friend. matter yeah Going back to that, um, what, I mean, the marches are basically pretty much over. They're not reporting on it as much. What can we do to, you know, like white people uh, to support you and your community and like, you know, keep talking about it. You know, what can we do to support you and not make you guys feel like we're being condescending? Um, you know, it's all shows, it all shows in vacation photos, it all shows in small group photos, like where's your black friend? Why do you all, and why do you only have one? Like we all want the same things. We all 
are the same thing. Like we're all queer. So whenever I see these groups, uh-huh. you see these groups of these gays at like these pool parties. Uh, this is free Fire party. Island. <laughs> Bitch. And it's just. They're all white. What? I'm like, you didn't even get a Latino in there for color. <laughs> I was like, like, I'm just like, you didn't even, you didn't want to pepper it up with some flavor. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just like, y'all are lily white, but okay. Um, like, like why, no, because I don't know. Here's the thing about this, dear white people, how come you don't notice when you're in like a gathering of just white people? Because there are whole shows and movies where there's not one person of color. And I think to myself, you don't want to get an Asian in here? Like, you don't want any people of color in this? Like, this, we've got to do something about this because it doesn't reflect real life. What utopia is all white and what is the food like? Because <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, I don't want to see anyone have a fucking taco in this. <laughs> like, if I only yeah. see white people, that's the tea. It's what, it's the shit that's running through a person of color's mind. When I see these groups of white people, I'm like, no one notices that you're all exactly... Listen, I would totally notice if it was a bunch of light skin, light skin black trans women in the room. I'd be like, is this a casting? <laughs> like, is this, is this very specific? <laughs> no, it's, it's just very specific. So when you're all mm-hmm. these muscle gays, all white, you've all kind of slept together because we all know their tea, bitch. <laughs> that's my ex and that's my other ex and we're together, but we're kind of polyamorous. I'm like, mm. anyway, um, but you're all just kind of the same, just mirror images of each other, fucking each other. Um, which is hot to watch, but I will say it's really weird to watch be a group of people that confide in each other for advice and growth because there will be no growth if you're all the same. And so you can't get better as a person if you're only surrounded by the same type of people. Like all of my friends are very different. Like my immediate group of friends that my quarantine gang, one is from Israel, uh, one is uh white but from Georgia like Atlanta so he's he understands some things but um and then one is half Mexican half white and so that's my just my immediate little like we have game night and then I'm the black trans woman so mm. I'm just saying like divvy it up and they're all really hot you know like you can hang out with your hot people but divvy it up like why why isn't it diverse why are all your friends exactly the same you shouldn't all look related you know what I mean like that's a little disturbing to watch. It's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of times it could be whether you're all, you know, it's a group and it's all black or it's all Asian people or all white, whatever it may be. People gather with people who are like them because mm-hmm. they feel safe and they understand each other. But also, you know, I've even when, as a kid, I wanted to have culture. I wanted to be more sophisticated and you know, understand the world more. So I purposely put myself in situations and sometimes I felt like the outcast and I felt left out because it was so new and different, you know? Mm-hmm. So that might be part of it. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. But as the world moves towards a more understanding, more conscious place and a more accepting place, like there's just, we're getting so much visibility, so much acceptance, um, so many more rights, like uh, yeah, just, protections in the community that were just taken away like yesterday by Trump, but they're going to be reversed in like five minutes. Anything he did in the past 30 days, I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, get the yeah. fuck out. Bitch, no one cares. Whatever. Ooh, take away my trans rights. What are you going to do, bitch? You're getting impeached. <laughs> no, what are you going to do? Shut up. So, um, it's about to be blue-ish shit. It's about to get real queer in this bitch. So, I might get a second set of titties. Anyway, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> Look like a cow walking around. Um, 
<laughs> no, but um, I, yeah, I will say all Asian groups, all black groups, all trans groups. Like, I think that's fine every once in a while. Like, yes, get with your people, do your thing, but make sure you have a good diverse group of friends who can read yes, you and absolutely. tell you about yourself. Yeah, like, like I have a weird religious friend and it's really nice to see that perspective so that I don't ever forget that some people are strangely religious. You know, I'm like, oh, you're like really religious. Like, I can't say the Lord's name in vain around you. Nice girl, but weirdly religious. I'm like, okay, <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> not my thing. I'm almost the devil. Like, I'm like steps away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just said, that's my advice for everybody. Just divvy it up. Divvy it up. Love it. So we're gonna take a little nap and we'll be right back. Tell me what you savor. I can serve some protein now and save a bit for later. You can get a full workout inspiring the neighbor. What I do is just for you. This protein custom tailored, tailored. Baby, bend it over, feel that weight, push it out. I'm a freak by the pound. I'ma eat for some rounds. Not discreet, go and shout. I want you to let it out. Pulling up, pushing down. I don't care who is around. Oh yeah, we gon' do sets. Oh yeah, we gon' do reps. Oh yeah, we gon' hit back. Oh, oh yeah, we gon' do chest. Oh yeah, we gon' do yoga. I can't wait to fold ya. Legs up on my shoulder. Up and down and over. You tease me with them stretches in that gym class. Send it over, back it up. Oh yeah, we gon' be slim fast. Look at you, you slim fat. Look at all the thickness. I got perfect attendance. Cause you teach my gym class. All right, guys, that was Kavion and Lance Ashley with gym class. Arise, why that song? Oh, because I still sleep with my ex sometimes. <laughs> and he's my ex. So, oh, cool. yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm a messy queen who lives for the drama. So <laughs> <laughs> I want him to think he owes me after he fucking hears this. Go buy me a purse, Lay. <laughs> Nordstrom, we're having a sale. <laughs> what color? Hot pink. I need a new hot pink purse. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, alrighty. So, we're already coming to the tail end of our show. Uh, what are you working on? Uh, I actually just got cast in a short film. I will be the lead for, and it Sweet. starts filming, I think, in March. And I am working on a contract with a thing involving sound that I cannot say anything further about. So, I've got some NDA things I'm working out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So I've got, yeah, I've got some things I cannot talk about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, I know, I wish I could say more, but I feel like they could, I'm not like a big enough celebrity to where I could just say what I want, you know? Like, they'll be like, oh, replace her. I think Laverne's available. Fuck this bitch. She's telling people. You know what I mean? Like, fuck her. I think Angelica Ross can do it. You know, like, I'm, I'm a little too replaceable right now. So I'm going <laughs> to shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, I am humble. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm working on. Some stuff Where can our listeners follow you? On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Instagram, Twitter, at uh, Aristocrat. And it's my first name, Aris, A-R-I-S-C-E-S-T-O-C-R-A-T. Um, and then on Facebook, I've got a verified Facebook page and it's Aris Wanzer. And you can find my merch at dragqueenmerch.com. Look under their artist and it's Aris Wanzer. I'm right in the A's. And you can buy mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies. Amazing. I have to also say, follow her Instagram because she is crown the meme queen of Instagram. Oh yeah. Girl, how much memory do you have on your phone? A lot. 
A lot. Yeah, it's because, a lot. Yeah. Because I, I see your posts, like, there's, like, maybe 25 posts a day on in your stories. A day? Yeah. It, wow. A lot of it, okay, it's either dick-sucking memes or news that you need to know, okay? So, like, you saw, I was right here with the impeachment. I was fresh. I was like, nope, I have the impeachment. But also, I'm still sucking dick. So, like, I'm going to make you laugh, but... Because a lot of people, they want to bury their heads in the sand about what, what is going on in America right now. I'm like, no, I will make you laugh, but you will be informed. Yeah. 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 That's all. That's the best of both worlds. Yeah, just like me, sexually. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, so wrong. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. For Thank you so much for having me. That's lovely. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. I'll go follow you. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. So how did you think that went? I thought it went well. And, you know, trans lives matter, of course, and Black lives matter, of course. And, you know, it's good to be exposed to that. As she was saying, you know, being exposed to different communities and different types of people from different walks of life makes you more well-rounded, makes you better and more, the more you know, the better you're going to be. The more you see, the more, you know? How do you think it went? I think it went so well. I love sitting down talking to her. (laughs) I'm sure we could have gone like so much longer and just went off. So much deeper. We could have gone deeper too. Oh yeah. But, you know, I, I think she's just such a wonderful spirit and like, I love talking to her and she's so down to earth. And yeah, yeah. And, like she basically put everything out there. It, the visibility thing is just like people just have to like get out of it. You know, like, be accepting to other people. That's the only way that we're going to be able to like be as a family together because we already are ready. You know, like we're already a family. We're just got to bring it all together. That's what's important. Awesome. Well, that concludes our show for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. See ya. Bye. Bye. This has been Jabber Podcast, produced by Dominic Albano and executive produced by John Madison. Do you have a question or topic you want to share? Email us at jabbrpod at gmail.com. Send us a DM on Instagram at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.